I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Hey guys, exciting news. I'm really, really stoked about this. On March 7th at noon Pacific Standard Time, Team Sideways is going to host an AMA on the Unresolved Mysteries subreddit on Reddit. Pretty exciting. Hell yeah. Yeah. So the mods will post an announcement a week prior. So if you can't join us at that time, at that date, you can post your questions there. Um, Please don't email us questions we'll lose them and forget them (laughs) let's try and contain this just to reddit but we're super excited and uh yeah so if you can join us march 7th 2015 2015, sorry just in case somebody you know five years from now is listening to this episode not 2017 this is not treat yourself 2017 sorry thinking sideways i don't understand Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, what's up? It's Thinking Sideways the podcast. I'm Devin, hosting super well. <laughs> <laughs> Joined by my co-hosts. Joe. And Steve. Yeah. Here's one for you. What? In eighteen thirty six. Five boys were hunting rabbits in the northeast area of Arthur's Seat, Edinburgh. Pro tip, if you are boys hunting and you find something even remotely weird, just just walk away. Mm-hmm. Just walk away. The number of cases that we cover that start out in this way is mind-boggling to me. Truly. <laughs> Kids find something screwed It's boys, up. specifically young boys. Groups of young boys find something and then think, oh, I know. Let's go investigate that. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Because they're boys. 
the, the ten-year-old boy in me completely identifies with the boys in this yeah, story. Absolutely. That's fair. You know, if you if you have the potential to, to kick off a really cool unsolved mystery, then you should, should should not turn your back on that as long as it doesn't involve you getting killed. Fair. No, it's it's mostly just playing with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And throwing I, stuff. I just think we should keep, start keeping a counter. Well, yeah, although <laughs> these kids were kind of jerks. Yeah. But we won't, we'll get into that later. Yeah, so okay, the boys were hunting wabbits. Wabbits? Kill the wabbit. Oh, wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. <laughs> and they came across a cave. Zoinks, they said. <laughs> <laughs> Better check that out. So they did. Inside, they found 17 small caskets in a pile. Oh, and by the way, this wasn't really a cave. It was kind of like, like a hole, like a hole inside, in the side of the hillside. My story is so much better. I know. A cave is cool. But... cave is cool. No, it was, it was kind a, of like an And they found a torch, alcove. an old torch, and they lit the torch, and they walked into the cave, but uh -huh. no, it didn't really happen no, that way. No. And it didn't happen that yeah. way. It was kind of an alcove area. Yeah, 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 there was a piece of slate covering it. Yeah. Some stories say that there were like three pieces of slate covering yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't know. There were 17 small caskets in a pile, eight on the bottom, eight in the middle, and one on top. And upon further investigation, guys, so smart, <laughs> they found that the caskets contained a small wooden doll in each one carved to look like a human, clothed in small handmade garments. The dolls were said to be about the size of an adult finger, so three or four inches long. The the doll, not the cask. Yeah, the doll. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Mm -hmm. Being boys, dumb, stupid boys. Hey. I'm going to watch it. Instead of running to the police or the adult with this find, they decided, oh, you know what would be awesome? Let's just throw these things at each other. <laughs> this is the equivalent of a dirt wad fight. You find something and you throw it at your friend to make them run and scream. Yeah, I mean, this I, is why the ten-year-old boy in me loves this story so much. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, at that age, I probably would have done the same thing. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I would have been a total jerk. I well, admit, but... because of this, only eight of these dolls remain to this day. <laughs> yeah. They were destroyed. Most of them were destroyed. Little Bad boys. Yeah. And before we go much further, this is the Arthur Seat murder dolls, and it was a listener suggestion. About a million years ago from Thomas. So hey, thank thanks, you, Thomas. Thomas. All right. You ready to keep going? Yeah. Mm, let's I don't do know. it. It's kind of creeping me out. <laughs> oh, it's kind of creepy. Boys throwing caskets at each other creeps you out? Little well, tiny caskets. It gets a little creepier. Oh, that's true. A little yeah. creepier, maybe. Anyhow, it's not clear how the eight remaining caskets that did make it made it back to civilization. Some, in one piece? In, well, in any kind of sense. The, the boys were never questioned. They never gave any statements. It's unclear if they told their school teacher or he overheard them talking about how much fun it was that they were throwing coffins at each other. Was it the school teacher or their headmaster? Oh, maybe their headmaster. I thought it was the headmaster. Somebody involved in school. Okay. Mm, janitor. Who happened to also be an amateur archaeologist. Who, because that's what you did in those days. Right. So he heard the boys or the boys told him or something. Maybe one of the boys had a black eye and he was like, well, how'd that happen? And he was like, oh, this dude threw a coffin at me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what happened. And he was like, okay, well, tell me more. Either way, somehow the, the dolls made it back. And again, it's not clear even if it was only the eight dolls or all of the dolls or what happened, but only eight of them really survived. Mm, yeah, things have a way of sort of like disappearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Let's talk about the dolls for a second. Let's. More. I guess a little more. We've talked about them a little bit already. There are some reports that there are both male and female dolls, but I don't actually think that's the case. I would agree with this. And like I said, only eight of the dolls survived, but none of them, as far as I can tell, were dressed as women. And let's be fair, if you're going to make tiny little doll clothes, it's way easier to make a skirt than it is to make little trousers, but they all had little trousers on. Mm, At least the ones that weren't decayed. Yeah, they they weren't really trousers, though, right, with legs, because, I mean, these things didn't have individual legs. They they did. Yeah, they did. did. They had, yeah, they yeah. had, they had, and they had a pair of legs. They weren't just like a stub mm. that had uh, some kind of feature carved into them yeah, to no, give the they appearance. Were, they were, they were two legs. individual legs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And little pants on them. Little pants on them. The dolls in the bottom coffin seem to have been older and more deteriorated. Some of the garments were rotting away or totally rotted away. You can see in some of the pictures this. The middle tier seemed to have looked more recent. And the top one apparently looked almost brand new. And again, in fairness, this is, I'm not, it's not clear how this information was relayed. Yeah, the kids probably upset the site quite a bit when they pillaged it so they could throw stuff at each other. Yeah. So, and then yeah. these were found in Arthur's Seat, which is in it's Edinburgh, Scot- Scotland. Is that right? Yeah. Did you do any research on that site by chance? Uh, like uh, pertaining to what? Well, I just, uh, I pulled a Joe and mm-hmm. I went Google mapping mm-hmm. and then I started researching it. Did you know that that's actually an old volcano? volcano? Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also only about two miles away from the ocean. Yeah. The North Sea. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not the ocean. It's it's oh, a really that's, that's weird raised out raised mm-hmm. chunk of earth in the middle of a town. So it's just yeah. it was really interesting to me. Yeah. And that's why I was just asking. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little spot. It's one of the only fully green spots on Google Maps <laughs> in Edinburgh. It is. Because the rest is a town. Mm. Back to the dolls. I had dolls. Oh, sorry. That's okay. There were two different kinds of coffins, one carved more rounded, one a little more square. The Different kinds of coffins, however, don't seem to have been exclusive by tier. They were all intermingled. When, and, and this is, I saw this in the photos, but mm-hmm. people might not understand this. Mm-hmm. When you say rounded versus square, mm-hmm. the square was really more, just a rectangle, mm-hmm. just simple Sorry. straight pieces of wood. Yeah. And the rounded, it only looked like somebody had basically carved off the corners to yeah. smooth it out a little bit. So that those were, that impression. was the only style difference I saw. That was my impression too. Okay. Yeah. Just... Not that some of them were circles and some of them were rectangles. <laughs> yeah, be weird. Yeah, that would be super weird. It also seems that the dolls were not actually made for this purpose. Many of the dolls were missing limbs, arms specifically. They all had their legs, I think so that they would fit inside the coffins. And in fact, it's a bit odd that the coffins weren't made to the size of the dolls. That's one of the things that sort of made me wonder, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like maybe they were always meant to be together. But the dolls do seem to have been from the same set. They all seem to be almost identical. The theory is that they were a set of soldiers, toy soldiers. There were markings around the feet that looked like they had once been painted uh, like they were little booties, black booties. Were they painted or were they blackened? I got the impression that they were blackened almost with soot or a candle or something. That's a cheaper way to do it. You just grab a chunk of charcoal out of the fire, you know? Well, yeah, I know. And this is why I'm asking. I, I didn't, I didn't. 
I never saw anything that said specifically some said they were black and some said they were black in. Yeah, so I that was my too. So I just said painted, but okay. you're probably right. It probably was something more like charcoal or something like that, which wouldn't last as long, but who cares? Yeah. They, <laughs> they were worried about that. Early 1800s. The legs were carved in a way that seemed to denote kind of a rigid upward standing pose. Like standing at attention if you're mm-hmm. a toy soldier. Yeah. And in fact, f- upon further inspection, it was discovered that they would stand straight on their own if a small amount of weight was added to the front of them, like a, a musket. Well, yeah. the arms that were missing would have held a musket. Or it would have been on a, like a bandolier across their chest or something. Oh, yeah. Make a tripod kind of. No, like slung across their chest, just like hanging there. Oh, so it oh, wasn't actually going to touch the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got I got the in- impression that it was that you see soldiers, you know, let's yeah, no, holding, I see what you're you know, holding their gun mm-hmm. against the ground, so they make a tripod mm-hmm. formation. No, that wasn't my sense. It was that they would have had something else like well, lashed them. I will believe you because I I'm not positive. Sure. I I didn't go as far down in this one. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> mm, it was like I said, they were probably toy soldiers and they probably had muskets or something like that. So they would stand upright in that situation. And quickly I want to address the the rotting of Oh, yeah, cuz the, the different bottom tiers. middle yeah. and then the top. It was initially suggested that perhaps they were of three different ages mm-hmm. that the bottom ones had been placed much earlier than the middle ones and the middle ones placed much earlier than the top one mm-hmm. or that perhaps the top tier was in a work in progress or whatever. But I do want to just mention anybody who's ever had like a wood pile mm-hmm. oh, may know that things rot from the bottom. Cause that's where the moisture is at. Mm-hmm. So those would have, even if they'd all been placed at the same time, would have absolutely rotted much quicker and would have looked as though they were much older than the middle and top ones. Mm-hmm. Tears. Yeah. Tears? We'll call them tears. Yeah, tears is good. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to have fungus and bugs and just plain water damage in general mm-hmm. to that wood. Yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. So like I said, there was the inig- or original thought that they had been placed at different times. I don't think that's true. I think it was probably at the same time, maybe a short period of time, but definitely no more than 12 years, which I guess is kind of a long period of time. That is kind of a long period of time. A bit of time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely, if it, was, if it was me doing this, I would have done it all at once just to save myself a lot of trips up mm-hmm. the mountainside. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, but that's that's inferring that if somebody's, putting their these in that location for a specific reason mm. that it's one reason and not a reason that reoccurs over a period of time because i know some of the reasons that they would happen we're going to talk about in the theory section mm. so that's that's a big presumption uh, mm. oh, I know. to say I i'm going to do it just this way because it's easiest uh-huh. No, actually, what I really would have done is pitched them out in the trash. But uh, <laughs> yeah, not buried yeah. them in the These toy soldiers are broken. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten the hassle of making them little coffins. I would have just like tossed them, but mm-hmm. I, I, given I, them to Goodwill or something. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. obviously, I've got I've got different motivations than whoever mm-hmm. put these things there. Mm-hmm. And here's where I get to actually nerd out a little bit to help justify my no longer than twelve years <laughs> thing. I'm really excited about this. I am a bit of a historical fashion buff. You, as you two know, sitting in this room with me, 
And this is where the was... dudes don't talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of analysis of the textiles and notions. And notions are uh, like thread and buttons and the other miscellaneous things other than just the cloth that you would use to create something in case you didn't know what those things were. Anyways, there was a lot of analysis happening on that aspect of the dolls since it was it's pretty well recognized that they probably were toy soldiers and they came from the same set it's hard to glean a date from that because they could have been 50 100 years old by the time they were placed in the coffin Mm -hmm. so they thought well let's look at the fabric which i think is great if you look at the pictures of the dolls it's fairly clear to say that they're not really clothed for burial that is to say they're not in the traditional burial clothes of the time it's more of a garments kind of representing clothes everyday wear or maybe not garments at all just to cover the yeah, dolls it's basically chunks of cloth that they just put over the top of them right so they're not naked. Yeah, except yeah. that they weren't actually just placed on top of them like a blanket. They were actually sewn into sleeves and pants. In fact, some of the dolls that were missing arms, also there are not armholes where an arm would have been. The seam is sewn up over that missing arm. So they were clothed for the purpose of going into those coffins once the coffins were made to size, which is fairly interesting. No, you guys are looking at me like this is boring. Well, no, I just, I just, this is this fashion stuff and how how what fine. thread count and notions are is I don't get it. Yeah, so this is the this is actually the bit. I'll just get to the bit that excites me a lot. The curator of European textiles at the National Museum of Scotland looked at these garments and she noticed that the thread that had been used in some of the garments was three ply cotton thread. This Wait. is. What, huh? This okay, three ply thought, cotton thread. So you know what plies are, because you you buy toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> right. You I know do. that three ply is there's three layers. Yes. Two ply is two layers, and single ply is one layer. Never use single ply. Right. Why would you ever do that to yourself? It's awful. But the same thing goes for thread. You can make thread with just one strand, or you can make it with multiple strands. It's stronger. Better. So it's three. Strands wound well, yeah, around each other. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. This is significant because the kind of thread, this three-ply cotton thread, wasn't even remotely available prior to 1812 and didn't become readily available and used until the 1830s. So that can help us give a bit of a timeline for these garments. And it is fair to say that the some of the other garments were sewn with two or one ply thread, so they could have been sewn earlier. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, uh, people don't just pitch stuff out. Right. I mean, I've got I've actually got sewing thread that I inherited from my mother, mm-hmm. and you know, who knows? She might have inherited from, it her, from grandma. her mother. Yeah, because I mean, if you don't use yeah. it all, you why throw it out? Yeah, You'll exactly. use it sometime, yeah. maybe. Yeah, there's a couple of loops there. You mm-hmm. hang on to them for a quick stitch job mm-hmm. you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this allows us to date the dolls as having likely be, been interred between the 1820s, mid-1820s to mid-1830s, likely 1825 to 1835, just for convenience sake. I, I would say it's a pretty good time frame I'll based on cotton thread. So at first... The suspicion was that these dolls were related to witchcraft. That's what I would have concluded. (laughs) Which, I mean, this is kind of late for the witchcraft bandwagon. It's not the 1600s. 
But uh, I think probably at that time, probably still a lot of people were kind of believing in that stuff. Well, it turns out as recently as 1997, some women in Russia were murdered because they used folk magic on some people. They were burned at the stake. Oh, yeah. In 1997. No, no I mean, even in, the, even in the 21st century, mm-hmm. I mean, there have been uh, rumors rumors of witchcraft started in, in some countries in Africa, and next thing you know, people are getting killed yep. because of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's still going on. Yeah. People thought maybe because they were mixing voodoo and witchcraft up. I'm not totally sure. I'm not up on my witchcraft stuff. I guess I should go back and do some learning. I didn't realize that they used dolls, but I guess the theory was that maybe the dolls were used to symbolically confine victims to their tombs forever. Well, the dolls could be, they're an effigy, mm-hmm. and effigies have a pretty long history, and they've been used for lots of things, traditional burial things, when a, a sarcophagus is not the right thing, but if you see the old stone carvings of kings that sit on top of their, their caskets, that's an effigy. But effigies have been used in all scales for all kinds of practices through time, so an effigy can easily be linked to it. I don't think it has to just be a voodoo thing. Fair. Yeah. And I guess we're in theories now. Oh, yeah. So yeah. let's just keep talking about theories. Oh, okay. Another primary early theory was that these dolls were meant to represent, in effigy a bit, sailors who had been lost at sea to give them a sort of ceremonial burial. And like we said earlier, Arthur's seat is just about two miles away from the coast of the North Sea. It does overlook the sea. It's pretty. Mm. It's the kind of place you might bury somebody you cared about, even if only in a four-inch long doll. That makes sense, but you would think there'd be some sort of memorial marker. You would think that? Yeah. You would also think that there would have been some sort of record of the lost of 17 souls? I don't think they bothered back in those days. Uh, Again, I, I... Okay. I'm going to point out a fallacy in that, that, which is you're presuming that all 17 died at the same time. Yeah. We're, we're giving a 10-year range for these things to have been interred, mm-hmm. which means that even if it wasn't over that 10-year time span, there could have been time between them being put in there. That's fair, yeah. So it could be, I knew Steve and Joe went on this ship, and then that whaling ship sank. So I made effigies so I could bury them at home. Mm. And then and thanks, by the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then the next is the next ship that, you know, a couple of guys are on. And so it could have built up that way. That's so fair. I, I mean, we've got to be careful of saying they were all interred at the same time yeah. with that idea. That's fair. That's totally fair. I guess I just think there's a cooler theory out there. I there hate is. This. I hate you this hate theory. This theory so I hate this one. Why? Do you want to talk about that first or do you want to talk about it after? Let's, not... let's wait till after. Okay. No, let's talk about your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> let's not. No, yeah. you don't. No, want I'm not. I'm not a big therapy? talking about my feelings guy. Podcast no. therapy session. No. no, this is not that podcast. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Are you guys up on your early 19th century murders in Scotland? Indeed. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah some listeners maybe as well. So you might know these guys: William Burke and William Hare. Yeah. Yeah. Burke and Hare were Irish born immigrants to Scotland. They are so famous, in fact, that there's apparently a British term called burking, 
which is derived from Burke's name. So why okay. are they famous? You may be asking if you don't know, if you're not up, like we are on our early 19th century murders in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Well, for killing people, of course. A lot of people. The killings. The killings. They are the guys behind what's known as the Westport murders, and they killed 16 people in 10 months. But Devin, you're yelling undoubtedly at your iPod in the car and people think you're crazy. <laughs> there were 17 dolls. Well, kind listener, that's interesting because Burke and Hare were killing folks to sell to a doctor to dissect and they actually sold 17 bodies. The first one died of natural causes. That was their like that introductory gave, that one. That was their inspiration. It's like, yeah. hey, wow. They thought, oh, let's sell him. And this then- is... And then they're waiting for somebody else to die of natural causes, and they thought, well, let's just rush the process a little bit. Yeah, the first, so he expired of natural causes, and they, they, yeah, they basically realized how much money they could make and said, hey, why don't we just kill some people, sell well, their bodies? What did they get for this? So they, yeah. they, they sold it to a professor? A doctor named Dr. Knox. Who was using him for... Lectures. L- uh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. All yeah. Right. So they actually sold the first body for a hefty seven pounds, 10 shillings, which doesn't sound like much now, but is about the equivalent of $1,226.81, not... or about 806 pounds in 2015. Yeah, I, I got to tell you that uh, that really wouldn't be enough to incentivize me to murder somebody. Well, <laughs> in, in fairness, it's not like... nothing for just finding a body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But I'm talking about murdering somebody right. for 1200 bucks. Well, but wait. Yeah. Actually, I don't know, Joe. Twelve hundred bucks, I might be tempted. That's a good point. Okay. Wait, it gets better. Doctor Knox offered any bodies that they bring him further, particularly if they were mostly healthy and just died of like, oh, I don't know, asphyxiation or something. Yeah, I'd be smart. He would pay them ten pounds a body. And I'll do some quick I did some quick math and that meant that they in ten months they would have made a handy twelve thousand four hundred and ninety six dollars in today's. But there's actually a better calculation for what it is actually equivalent to with a cost of living, blah, 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 blah. If you want to find out how I got this number, you can email me. I will tell you all about it. I don't I'm want to bore to. everybody. But it actually is about the equivalent of 210, wait. 211. 211. 211 rounded, yeah. Dollars in 10 months by selling 17 bodies. And murdering 16 people. Murdering 16, well, I don't mm. know, for 211. Killing's a living. I know. That's it wasn't, like, hard. They just yeah. <laughs> got them drunk and suffocated them. <laughs> Anyways, the murders were... Oh, okay, the murders and the one death were hugely sensationalized, and Hare and Burke were caught and tried. This is Super Cliff Notes' version of this story, because this is not what the story's about. But, essentially, the prosecutors were under the impression that Hare and Burke would just say, no, he did it, no, he did it, no, he did it, no, he did it, and the jury would get confused, because people were dumb then, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't convict either one of them. You know, which I, I think the, a jury probably would have convicted both of them. I agree. But, yeah. I think they probably would have, too. But because of this, the prosecutors said, oh, well, actually, you know what, Hare is kind of the dummy of the two. So they offered to allow him to become what's uh, do what's known as becoming king's evidence, which basically means for immunity. He rats out Burke. He rats out Burke. Yeah. He said, yes, I will do that. And it worked. And in 1829, Burke was convicted and hanged. Actually, he was convicted uh, Christmas Eve, 1828, and yeah. executed a month later. You mm-hmm. gotta love it because I mean that doesn't happen in this country. No, it, it does takes not. it takes 30 years at least. But here's the best part is that the um, the judge in his sentencing 
said, yeah, you're going to be executed. And also, uh, and also the day after you're executed, you're going to be dissected in public. And he was dissected in public. And correct and, me if I'm wrong, they then took his skeleton, and that is still in the Royal College... Um, I think at least his skull is. I'm not sure if his entire skull is. Yeah, I know. No, it goes but... a step further than that. Oh. They actually sold his skin as, like, yep. pocket purses. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, they used it as leather goods, basically, yeah, and sold it. There was, yeah, one, uh, one like, a, I don't know if it was, a, I can't remember. It was, like, a card purse or something like that, a little small purse that was made from the, the skin of his hand. And mm-hmm. that sold as recently as, I don't remember, like, 2008 or something like that. Yeah. And it was on, I mean... That's the grossest Lots part. Of money, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like I, I, I don't want to own anything that's made out of somebody's skin. Especially not a murderer. No. Who knows what kind of bad juju that thing's carrying? Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah. you can look up the story. You should definitely look oh, up the Burke story. Oh, Burke and Hare is a horrifying it's story. Horrifying and yeah. super fascinating. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great story. Now, can we get to why I don't like the story? No. Oh, yeah, why? Oh no, I'm sorry. Do you have more on it? I do. Let's have that. I have that. lots more. So it's, again, it's theorized that there were 17 victims, kind of. So it could have been similar to the burial for the sailors, kind of in an effigy. What's referred to as a mimic burial is, I think, probably the term you were looking for. Mm-hmm. It's because since the bodies were dissected for science reasons, they... They never got a burial, did they? They never got a burial, so it was supposed to represent them so that their souls could be laid to rest. There is a huge problem, one huge problem What's at that? least, and that is that of the 17 victims of Burke and Hare, 12 were women. And mm. all of the effigies... Dolls. Look male or don't have yeah. any feminine features. Well, not features. only do they look male, that's fine. That's Even not in a their problem. clothes, there's yeah. no feminine there's features. There's no feminine features at all. So that's pretty big. Additionally, the there's the problem of who would have created the dolls. That comes into play here because uh, Burke and Hare, there was a thought that they one of them did it because they felt bad. But Burke and Hare were apprehended directly after their 17th murder. Well, and, and also they were sociopaths, so they probably didn't feel bad. Well, uh, I don't know if they're sociopaths, but I, they don't strike me as the kind of guys who would go to any huge house. I think Hare seems like, well, he, he lived out the rest of his life in misery. Uh, again, you should read the story. He was he not a popular guy. He was not a popular guy, and people no. recognized him everywhere he went. Anyways, mm-hmm. some people have suggested that there was an accomplice, because there were lots of accomplices, perhaps, that weren't ever actually convicted of anything um, in regards to the Burke and Hare story. But it seems like those people would want to keep a low profile. <laughs> And maybe carting 17 coffins, no matter how small, into the wilderness would be kind of a high-profile thing. Well, but they're four or five-inch coffins. You can fit those into a bag very easily. Yeah, but even It's not going to be blatantly obvious. You're carrying a bag of stuff. I think that they would have not done anything even wrong. Well, I mean, you know, if, anything even kind of suspicious. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. But, you know, it's also possible, and I, I, I don't think... I'll just say this. I don't think that the dolls are committed, are connected to the murder in any way. Nor do I. Yeah. But it's, but it is conceivable that maybe somebody having heard about these 17 people having been died and sent off to be dissected and then basically tossed into the dumpster. Mm. Maybe somebody got the idea to create these effigies and bury them. Well, I guess it's uh, also probably worth noting that the theory that the dolls were connected to the Burke hair murders, the Westport murders, wasn't even posited until 
until the 1990s. That connection was an issue made mm-hmm. until the 1990s, and somebody looked back and thought, "Oh, there's 17 victims." Yeah, and that's. But that's and the, I know that that's, that's the only Steve's, thing they have in common is the number. Yeah, I think yeah. that that's you know I know Steve has a bunch of stuff to talk about this, but I think that's one of the big ones, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, yes, it's so romantic to assign these dolls to this case. What it's a such weird a great romantic notion. It's a romantic notion. Yeah. Uh, we found this connection between the two and so somebody had remorse. Fair. That's to me why people go to it. Mm. Okay, well, to maybe direct who might have been and I again, I'm not on the stand of saying that is connected to these murders. But I know that the wives and children and the woman who owned the boarding house that they were in, they all got out relatively unscathed, but they all had to leave town. Yeah. But they didn't have to leave town immediately. So if we're going to say this is correct, there is a possibility that they had some bit of remorse or guilt or felt like they needed to do some kind of penance for it. Sure. So that's why they would have gone ahead and done this. Mm. Okay. That's the easy answer. I did a bunch of digging into the time frame and looking at, as we talked about a little bit earlier, is that the use of effigies was something that had been going on in Europe for years and years and years. And because we talked about it with the the sailors thing. Yeah. But, you know, something else that was going on at the time and very close to when the dolls were found, cholera, typhus, and influenza were Mm -hmm. rampant in the area. If you look at the the newsprints of the time, Uh all kinds of alerts about this. And it's killing people like mad. Oh yeah. Well, if your family member dies of cholera at the hospital, they're not giving you that body. No, you're not going to yeah. get the body back. So what do you do? You say Uncle Jay or Aunt Janie died. Uncle Janie maybe, but Aunt yeah. Janie most likely. Mm-hmm. Aunt Janie died yeah. and we can't do anything. So I'm going to do this little ceremonial thing here. Yeah. And then oops, well now Uncle Bob just got typhoid or died of typhoid and then somebody else of influenza all these deaths and it may have just been pure happenstance so the reason that the that's why i think they're there is either it's the sailors or somebody who knew as everybody did a bunch of people yeah who died from some ailment that was just running like wildfire mm. through the population that's fair. I didn't yeah, no. consider that. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's very, very true. Um, another possibility, even though I don't think they would have gone to the bother, is that maybe either Hare or Burke built up a little collection of these little dolls. I say, and, and it wasn't because they felt remorse, but because, you know, they had time in their hands and everything like it's that. It's a counting system, basically? Nah, it's kind of like, you know, you know, every time you shoot down an enemy fighter, you put a little, you put a little Japanese zero on the side of the nose of your plane. Oh! Yeah, you know World War II fighters did that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So every time you do it, you create a, you, you grab one of these dolls and make a little coffin for it and put it in the, put it in the coffin. And then perhaps one of their one of their wives or you know, supposed alleged accomplices realized that, holy crap, this is kind of incriminating and got rid of it. Although I think that probably more likely, to shoot a hole in my own theory, they just would have burned them. 
<laughs> you know, that, a much simpler scenario. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just that just popped into my head, so I well, thought I'd like, throw it out there just to fill up a little airtime. Yeah, I guess in in fairness, to poke another hole in that, like I said, Burke and Hare were apprehended within I think an hour or two of their for their last murder. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have had time to do complete the seventeenth doll. Well, actually, though, maybe maybe they completed the dolls before the murders. I don't think they were that pre-planned no actually they, I, I yeah. doubt i doubt that they, they seem to be crimes of opportunity yeah and, and, and i mean it, well that's the thing is you can say well the wife or the mistress uh could have done it but then again why was she doing it and at what point why wouldn't she have just chucked him in the fire rather than hiking up the yeah. hill uh-huh. and then uh-huh. putting them into a hole. Exactly. I think that oh, the yeah. simpler answer of somebody did it for something other than the Burke Hare murders is... I agree. Oh, yeah, I no. just, you know, I, didn't I have... I don't... I don't uh, have any good theories about what else. Which is why I went through all the historical documentation to try to find some explanation that was a little more rooted in fact. That's fair. I guess the only thing is that 17 people is a lot of people, but... Well, I mean, uh, but your sphere of influence and, and uh, close relations... Well, yeah. it's not just, relatively small. It could be, you know, if there was a big, like, say, cholera epidemic or something like that. Then and people had a lot of kids back then, many of whom died young. So it could be family members, uh, a brother and a sister, and an aunt and an uncle, maybe one of your parents, and then maybe a whole bunch of other people that you know, like schoolmates or whatever. And so maybe that was it. I don't There's know. a host of reasons, and yeah. I, I think it's not going to do us any benefit to beat them into the ground. But not really. No pun intended. But yeah. not a really. whole bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, there is, true. there really is no mystery here. I think, but uh, <laughs> I, I do want to say that I do want to say that uh, it it is interesting though. There was a little a lot a lot of opprobrium directed at a lot of people, like especially Hare, of course, and the, Dr. Knox, who dissected all these bodies. And it's like, oh, people keep bringing these dead bodies, and you pay them, and, and you pay them for them. You pay these guys for these bodies, and you never say, where are you getting all these bodies from? And he just dissected them, and so he had mobs showing up outside his house and throwing rocks through oh, his windows. All just, of the all of the family, the oh, the mistress, the yeah. wife, and children, they all had to get out of town. Oh hell yeah! Hell so yeah. that was a bad scene. But the dolls. Oh, yeah, back oh, yeah. to the dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> I know, sorry. I'm sorry. I did a dangerous thing where I brought up a really interesting case that wasn't unsolved, I think that but the, it's super interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it is solved. But In I think it's solved, yeah, yeah. But the, I'm uh, sorry, I meant isn't unsolved. But there's a bunch of points. Yeah, yeah. no, no. We're, we're sorry. back on topic, Devin. Where, yeah. are we, where are we going now? We're going nowhere. Yeah. What? We're, we're there. Sorry, guys. That's it. Well, really? Oh, that's all we've got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the whole, like, that's all the theories. And yeah. Steve came up with a pretty good one, I like, guess. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the lesson is that if you've lost a lot of loved ones and you want to make little effigies in their honor, uh, do a better job of hiding them so that some, <laughs> little, some little jerk kids won't yeah. come and, and, like, you know. Really? You know, <laughs> just bring them up and throw them at each other. Throw Hello? Them at each other. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's it. I... I guess I like Steve's theory the best. No, nah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one. Although it doesn't explain why they were all dressed like little dudes. Because um, they were little soldiers. They're but, little dudes to start with. But you put them. You can put them in little skirts and stuff. If if it's Aunt Jeannie, if you're imaginative, you can. 
If you're not, you just dress what you have. I guess that's fair. Mm-hmm. Pants yeah. are really hard to make, though. Just like yeah, I would say a skirt would be easier. Way easier. I'm just saying. I understand. Just saying, especially at that size. I work with a bunch of non-creatives. Trust me, I've uh, I know seen things where I'm. What, what? Oh, okay. So yeah, do you guys have favorite theories? I know yours is. Uh, but yeah, I already said mine. Um, I'm still gonna go with the chupacabra. Oh my god! Yeah, every time. yeah, I know, I know. Um, no, I have no favorite theories in this one. I have no opinion whatsoever. I, yeah, I know. I don't really. It's, I don't uh, care about this yeah. story at all. Yeah. Well, sorry, it's a little short this but week. No, I guess I, I do have one opinion, which is that the, the the typical name that is given in this mystery is the Arthur C. Murder Dolls. Uh-huh. And I think that's a really cool name. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah, the mystery well, but, isn't so cool, but the, yeah, the name is well, really again, awesome. Well, again, that's the tie to the Burke and Hare. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Situation. Yeah, murder dolls. There's just something so cool and creepy about that. But, but yeah, I mean, there's there's really no tie-in other than the number 17. I agree. Yeah. So if you want to find out how I came up with that weird giant number. I do. You, well, we'll talk about it afterwards. Or you have a theory about what the Arthur Seat murder dolls might be or just the Arthur Seat dolls or whatever. You can email us, thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you are probably not listening to us on the website, but you can listen to us on the website. That website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. There are some of my research links up there as well. And on that as well, you can find the link to buy merch if you want. We got it. You guys were asking for it, so we did it because we love you. Finally. Well, Finally. We have phasers and what else do we have? Yeah. We yeah. Have rocket launchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple airplanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind they are. You guys know that? Joe Not does. Yeah. Joe knows. They're expensive. But if you want something a little cheaper, we also have t-shirts and mugs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. phone cases. Oh, yeah. And phone cases. Yeah. yeah. Which I am buying one of. That's right. I have to buy my own merch. doesn't yeah. come for free. Nope. Nope. I don't you give that away. Find us, or you probably you could be streaming us also almost anywhere. Uh, you are probably listening to us on iTunes though. If you do that, subscribe if you haven't already, and leave us a comment and a rating. Those are awesome. It's how other people find us, and I know you want other people to find us. You can find us on Facebook. We have a group and a page, which can... has been uber busy. Yep, like us, friend us, friend us, find us. No, no. find us, friend us, find us, friend us, like us. And then tweet us. Please like us. Please. And then then tweet us. Thinking sideways. No podcast or anything like that. That's okay. We tweet sometimes. (laughs) Um, Occasionally we use that Twitter thing. Every once in a while. And I think that's it. Yeah. Usually we do the email at the end. That's why I'm confused about if I've actually told (laughs) you everything or not. Sorry, I messed that one up. They they know where to find us. Hey, you guys know where to find us. You're doing good at finding us. So that is everything about dolls. Yeah, creepy dolls. Mm-hmm. This is why I never liked the movie Chucky, because dolls are creepy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. ever see that. Yeah, they are now. You I... should go watch it. No. No, I didn't watch that movie. But do mm-hmm. go watch Birkin Hare. Mm-mm. It's fun. Mm-mm. It's a fun movie. It's Simon Pegg. It's totally fun. I gotta say, if you can, if you can make a a comedy out of murder, that's awesome. Oh, it's yeah. totally funny and weird because <laughs> it's Simon it. Pegg. Yeah, okay, I gotta see it. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of Simon Pegg, if you have not seen Shaun of the Dead, well, you better go see it. Any of the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Really. All right. Bye.
<laughs> you know, what's funny is if anybody knows this story, every time I read about Burke and Hare, I have a really hard time not visualizing Simon Pegg. Oh, that's fair. Because there's that <laughs> yeah. that movie this is five years old five years ago they made a Burke and Hare and he was uh-huh. in it. And every time I read this, I see his face. Mm. I cannot help it. Sounds mm. like a personal problem. I to did you. not see that movie. They actually made a movie about Burke and Hare. Oh, it's a West. bit of a comedy. How it's do you a... make a comedy out of this story? So it's Hollywood. <laughs> oh, really? And it's Simon Pegg. Yeah. 